Unlock More to Life with Adrian Pinozo, Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we broadcast interviews with successful real estate investors across North America to empower you on your journey to unlocking more to life with real estate investing. Now, now here's your host, Adrian Pinozo. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. We're joined today by one of the most popular personalities in real estate investing. He's an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, an author, a fellow podcast host, and the man behind we're going to get into it, the money partner formula. Everyone, without further delay, here he is, Dave DeBow. Welcome, Dave. Adrian, I tell you what, buddy, you keep talking about me like that. My head's just going to get so, get so expanded. <laughs> Thanks for the lovely introduction. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, awesome. We have a lot in common, Dave, I guess, being roasted investors alike. And uh, obviously, you have an extensive amount of knowledge in joint venture partnership and raising capital in order to um, be successful in that area. So I share those same um, sort of skills, but obviously you've taken it on a much different level, kind of perfected it, if you will. Why don't we get right into it, Dave? With respect to your journey in real estate investing, I know a little bit about, you know, you once lived in Costa Rica I did. And decided to come back to Canada and start from scratch all over again. So can we take it right from the beginning back then and just kind of tell us how this all evolved? Yeah, so I, I ended up living down in Costa Rica for 10 years. I'm originally Canadian from British Columbia, but when I graduated from university, nobody has beaten down my door with amazing job offers for a twit with a useless degree in psychology. So I thought, hey, why don't I go see the world? So I went down to Costa Rica, starting a language training company down there. And uh, got married, had kids, had a good life. You know, uh, if you've been to Latin America, it's a lot easier uh, in certain ways to create a, a pretty good lifestyle with maids and gardeners and gated communities and all that kind of fun stuff than it is up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cost yeah. a, a little bit lower in some of those places. But you know what happened, Adrian, is living away from Canada, because, you know, I don't know if you find this in your neck of the woods, but. Uh, one of Canadians' favorite things to do is to bellyache about Canada, and you don't quite realize what we've got till you leave it for a while. So living outside of the country for 10 years made me appreciate Canada very much. I love Costa Rica. But once our kids got to be school age, we decided to pack everything up, lock, stock, and barrel. So I came back to Canada and, and, and got involved in real estate with one of those late-night infomercial get-rich-in-real-estate-quick courses. Uh, right. So that's that was my first kick to the can, and I did a bunch of creative low money, no money down type deals. Uh, when I first got started, I think 18 deals in 18 months, uh, which wow. sounds impressive, but some of those deals were crappy little mobile homes and you know things like that. They weren't all big, sexy deals, that's for sure. But that's how I got started. So what what was it about real estate? Obviously, I, think, I guess you touched on the fact you didn't have a lot of funds to play with, credit, and, and obviously employment and stuff like that. What what was attractive about real estate other than I guess you could jump in? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was the number one. Yeah, that was the number one attractive thing about it. Adrian was the 
a profit potential and the creativity that was involved, right? You, there, there are so many different ways to get involved in real estate. That's what I found appealing. Now, I also come from a little bit of a real estate family background. My mother was an investor back when I was a kid. Uh, so I, I've been around it a little bit, but that's why I got started. So you're here, you come back from Costa Rica, uh, challenges. Any yeah, well, challenges yeah. you experienced before obviously becoming successful? Experienced, continue to experience. I think life is full of challenges, my friend. It, it never ends. They just get different. That's for sure. Early on, I mean, just all the normal challenges of, of learning things. And then I guess, you know, I took a little time off of actively investing in real estate for a few years while I helped an up and coming guru get his business rolling, uh, real estate guru. I kind of became the director of marketing for him and his companies. Uh, and then I jumped back in in 2010 doing a, a form of real estate investing, tenant first or client first, rent owned, that actually required coming up with down payments. So by that time, I had a few bucks, I had decent credit, so I was able to self-finance my first couple of properties. But then the big challenge I hit, like I'm sure uh, a lot of people you know as well, Adrian, is I ran out of cash and I ran out of credit to do deals. And that's that's when I took my first foray, disastrous foray, I should say, into raising capital. And I learned exactly what not to do when it comes to raising capital, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I did pretty much everything wrong uh, when I when I first started raising capital. So, Adrian, uh, the money, part. money partner formula is is something I came up with after failing miserably at raising capital Perfect. the first time. So I uh, so the money partner formula is a way for people to get started with raising capital and get started on the right foot. So the the money partner formula is five simple steps to what I say, raising your first six figures or more in six weeks or less. That's kind of the gist of the whole thing. And it all starts with, number one, creating a target group of your ideal prospective investors, a target group of your ideal prospective investors. And Adrian, my, my philosophy around this is when we're first getting started with raising capital and you don't have a track record working with investors, you really need to focus on people that you have a pre-existing relationship with. So your friends, your family members, co-workers, business associates, clients, that kind of thing. People who know you and who you know as well. Because quite frankly, who else is going to invest with you if you don't have a track record? So our first step is to come up with a target group of approximately somewhere between 100 to 200 of these people. And it's not as tough as it seems. I know people say, I don't know that many people. Yeah, you do, actually. If you just take your, your cell phone, your email contacts, your social media contacts, go through that. It's very, very easy to come up with 150 to 200 people for your list. And the other big benefit of focusing on it this way, Adrian, is you know we've got these, these things in Canada called uh, securities regulators. Each province has one. Uh, you're out east. You're in Ontario. I'm in B.C., BC has one, Ontario has one. And basically, it's illegal for you and I, as mom and pop real estate investors, to go out and raise money from strangers, from the, the general public, unless we're either licensed to do so or unless we get an offering memorandum. And for most of us, that's way beyond the scope of the kind of deals that we're doing, at least initially. So the best way to start, because there's a gray area there, there's an exemption, 
is we are allowed to raise capital from close friends, business relationships, uh, uh, family members, that sort of thing. That So that's that's where I suggest we get started. Does that make sense, Adrian? Yeah. So basically, to sum that up, your program, you take, obviously, people who are looking to joint venture and teach them uh, this method, this formula you, you've created hmm. um, in six weeks to target, correct me if I'm wrong, in six weeks to target 100 people in your I did 200. I did 200. 100 to 200, yeah. 100 to 200 people in your close circle, and those are the people you're, for lack of a targeting. Exactly. To exactly. raise that capital to joint venture and invest in real estate. Exactly. So that's that's what we uh, that's what we show other people to do. So that's step number one. Come up with that target group. And then step 1.2 <laughs> is to connect with those folks on a personal level first before you start talking business, before you start talking capital. Because a right. big mistake I made early on, Adrian, was I just charged out like a bull in a china shop saying, hey, it's Dave. I got a deal. Have you got any cash? So I was cold calling. I was spamming people. I was doing all this all this yeah. stuff because I had a deal and I was desperate to raise capital for it. So since then, I've changed the philosophy. And I, my philosophy is let's raise the capital first and then let's go find the deals. And part of the way we have to do this is Let's connect with people on a personal level before we start talking business. So we do a very, when we're working with one-on-one with clients, we do a very simple three-step email campaign just to kind of warm people up, reconnect with them, get the conversation going, and prime the pump, get everybody ready to go to start hearing about real estate investing. So that's, that's step number one. Create that target, break the ice with them first. Step number two, once we've done that, Now it's time to make sure that when somebody does put up their hand and says, hey, Adrian, what's this real estate thing you're doing, that we've got something to show them, right? Because, you know, if you just try to explain it over the phone to a non-real estate person, which most of your contacts are probably going to be non-real estate people, uh, their eyes are going to glaze over, they're going to get confused, and a confused mind says, yeah, no thanks. So what we do for our clients is we help them create a very effective, very simple, easy to follow slideshow presentation, like a PowerPoint or a keynote, something like that. Something you can show somebody at Starbucks or Timmy's, or you can jump on Zoom. You can do something like we're doing right now, just share your screen and walk them through the process. So that's step number two, create that, what we call your million dollar investor presentation. Get that dialed in. Step number three, this is where we start kicking, stepping on the gas, so to speak. And that's by doing marketing. And marketing is one of my favorite things, Adrian. And uh, when it comes to marketing for raising capital, a couple of tips. Uh, Number one, consistency and constancy is very, very important. So make sure that if you're doing a, well, some of the favorite things that we do for our clients are video logs. That's a short, sweet little video, three to four minutes long, talking about one particular topic. Maybe do that once a month maybe electronic newsletter once a month, maybe a few blog posts in between those. That's what we do for our clients. So drip, drip, drip. At least once a week, your list is hearing from you in a non-salesy way, right? It's what we call edutaining communication. A little bit educational, not too much, and hopefully a little bit entertaining. Because here's something I had to learn the hard way, Adrian. And that is just because you and I and your followers are all what I call, what I affectionately call real estate weirdos, 
<laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. have, you ever, have you ever chatted with somebody who's really not into real estate and you're all excited about a deal or something like that and you're you're explaining ROI and IIR and, and you know NOI and all this fun stuff that, that, you know, cap rates and all these kind of things. And it's just completely going over people's heads. Have you ever had that experience? 100%. Yeah, so that's what we got to remember. Most people don't get it and don't care that much. So we have to really, really simplify things Take it down to what I call Reader's Digest level so that the, you know, here's the trick. If an average 13-year-old can get it, you're on track. That's 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 my big tip. So if anybody just walks away with one thing here, when you're trying to explain stuff about your deals, keep it Reader's Digest level, keep it edutaining and consistent on a, on a weekly basis, ideally. Does that make sense, Adrian? And then here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. The goal of your marketing when it comes to raising capital is not to sell a deal. The goal of your marketing is to sell people on a conversation. It's to get people to put up their hand and say, hey, Adrian, this real estate thing you're doing sounds cool. I'd like to find out more. And then you jump on a a Zoom call or a meeting and you use that presentation and that's where you have that conversation about a deal. Does that make sense, Adrian? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I started raising capital. Obviously, you know, Dave, I was on your podcast and you interviewed me, so mm-hmm. you know a little bit about my journey as well. But you know, long story short, I started raising capital uh, ten years ago when I was a police officer, and I made a lot of mistakes. And some of these things you're touching on right now, I'm thinking back to when I first started. Obviously, I've kind of perfected, you know, yeah. how I raise capital and joint venture on on a high level as well, but. Had I met you 10 years ago, I would have probably fast forwarded my, um, my career, my invest, uh, real estate investing career, God knows how much quicker, because some of those things you're saying, I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah, I did that wrong. And some things I did right. But again, this is, you've taken something and this is your business. This is yeah. kind of your, this is your expertise, your forte. And being an investor in, in that space, I've made those same mistakes you just touched on. So it makes a hundred percent sense to me. And I think anybody out there listening to, and they're getting into the business because everybody sooner or later, like you said, Dave runs out of money, runs out of credit, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth, but they still want to continue to grow their portfolio and continue to grow in real estate investing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the only way to do that, I mean, you know, as well as I do is the power of joint venture partnerships mm-hmm. right? and raising capital. And that's exactly. where your, that's where your forte comes into play. So super, super valuable and important for sure. If we can touch on Dave, give or take, and I mean, it's approximately here, the success rate of your clients that come on board and, and sign up for your program and whatnot. Can we touch on that? Like what's some of the great success stories your clients have and so on? Yeah, well, I'd love to say we got a hundred percent success rate. We don't. Nobody's got a hundred percent success rate. That's for sure. But we do have a high success rate. And here's what it really is dependent on: it's dependent on how willing people are to step out of their current comfort zone, like anything, right, Adrian? I mean, I hear that all first, the time. Yeah, man. When you first got started in real estate investing, even though you're a tough cop and all that kind of stuff, it's still a scary thing, right? I mean, that's a a big leap. When you first got started working with other people's money and bringing on joint venture partners, that's a nerve-wracking thing too, right? You have to 
you have to step out of that comfort zone. You have to do something different. You have to, you have to expand. So the people that we have the most success with are people that are willing to just jump in, trust the process, do what needs to be done. Now, we have come to a different business. I don't just teach people what to do. We actually offer done for you marketing services where we actually implement all of this stuff for our clients. So we don't just teach them what to do. We actually do it for it for them and do it with them and hold their hands throughout the whole process. So the success rate's uh, very good. Uh, some of my favorite success stories, we've got a lot of people out in your neck of the woods and Eastern Canada that are doing really, really well with this. Um, Jamie and Leslie Collard, you might have seen them around because they've kind of become yeah. bigger names. Uh, back in the day, we had the privilege of, of working with them, helping them get started. I remember when I first met those guys, they had two properties in their portfolio, single family home and another house with a suite in it. Both self-financed, they ran out of cash, ran out of credit, same same old story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within their, now, got to give them credit. Whether they had to work with us or not, eventually they would have figured it out. We helped them do it a little faster, I think. But within their first year, they went from three doors to 47 doors. Wow. And Leslie quit her job, which was awesome because she, believe it or not, she's like four foot 10 and she's a correctional officer at a, at a jail. I don't <laughs> didn't like the job. But yeah, so she got into uh, in, able to quit that. Within their second year, they went from 47 to 88 doors. Jamie was able to quit his job. And here's the coolest thing. You know, we all talk about why do we get into real estate and what's what's your why and, you know, the lifestyle thing, freedom of time, money, location, all that stuff. Well, this is before COVID. They started traveling. They found a little island in the, in the Caribbean called Curacao, fell in love with the place and said, hey, this is more fun than Ontario in the wintertime. I think we'd like to spend a little bit more time here. So they ended up with investors buying a property down there, turning it into a luxury Airbnb. So they'd stay there when they were down there, and then wow. they'd Airbnb it out when they weren't. I think they did another one like that with investors. And then last time I heard, I don't know if they're still on this project, they were buying a resort with investors down there. And I think they're planning on on spending a significant amount of time in Curacao instead of back here in Canada. So uh, and that was within like two and a half, three years of them starting to raise capital. So once you got access to other people's money, my friend, and you're doing a good job for them, they're going to reinvest with you. Uh, they're going to tell you their friends and their family about you, and it can really snowball. I can't stress that enough, Dave. I, I started uh, with, I don't know, 10 doors personally yeah. while I was a police officer. And then um, obviously through the Power Joint Venture Partnership, we're now at 336 Amazing. doors. Amazing. Yeah. And those are all JVs. Those are all raising capital, uh, JV kind of structured deals and whatnot. Again, God knows, had I met you 10 years ago, maybe I'd be at 600 now because I would have kind of sped up that learning curve of the mistakes I made. Although sometimes mistakes, you know what they say, fall forward or fail forward. And, Fast. And, yep. Yeah, and, so and, and, and try and learn from them. You've, you've yeah. learned from the mistakes. The, the, the shame is when we make a mistake and they just keep making the same mistake over and over again. That's, that's where it yeah. doesn't work very well. And stepping out of your comfort zone, I was, I was, had no idea what I was doing. And I would, go meet these potential JV partners while I was still a police officer. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have my little folder out and I had no clue what I was doing, but I had 
I guess I had the results behind me to show them in my little folder, hey, this is what I've done. And that's all I relied on. And, you know, again, it worked sometimes, sometimes it didn't. But I was definitely not in my comfort zone. Definitely, 100%. Now, here's something interesting, Adrian. I don't know. I'll just just spitball it here with you. But what I've found with our most successful clients is that they're also able to bring something from their past or their current career into that whole JV conversation. So I would imagine that even though he didn't have a lot of experience with JVs and stuff at the beginning, the fact that you were a police officer automatically lent credibility, trustworthiness, and authority in a certain way. And some of that also helped transfer into real estate investing. Would you find that that was true in your case, in your particular case? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know some of these, like your formula there, you're targeting, you're originally targeting, you're starting to target at the beginning, people in in your database, your friends, your family, so on and so forth. Yeah, I um, on the opposite, uh, you know, I got a lucky break from being on a podcast 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I then got calls after I was aired on the podcast and and I met with these people. Yes, I think that the fact I was a police officer, their guard was a little bit down. Is that safe to say? And I had that credibility, sort of speak, not only because I was in the game and doing it investing myself and all this kind of jazz. But overall, I agree. The fact that I had that bringing into the mix definitely had gave them a little bit more comfort. So I agree. If there is something, I guess what you're saying, if there's something you can bring in that they can well, resonate. I would say there's, there's always something you can bring in. So if you're listening and say, well, it's easy for Adrian because he, he was already a police officer. So he, he had it so much easier than me. No, that's, that's not the case. What he did was he, he maximized that experience unknowingly. You can do the same thing. So we've got, for example, we've got clients that come into raising capital and they're coming from the construction business. Well, that's perfect, right? You point to that. Well, hey, you know, I know how to manage these kind of rehab jobs. I know how to get the best pricing on materials. I know how to make sure the guys do the job right the first time. You know, you bring that experience or, you know, I don't have any, you know, I'm about as handy as a foot, so that wouldn't work for me. But Let's say I had an experience in bookkeeping or accounting. Okay, well, I'm great at crunching the numbers or financials or whatever it is. Great at crunching the numbers, doing the analysis on deals, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, whatever that is. Or, you know, in my case, I come from a marketing background. Well, hey, I'm good at finding the deals and 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 beating the bush and, and getting motivated sellers to reach out to me or whatever, whatever your specialty is, whatever it is that you're good at, whatever you're unique ability is, as Dan Sullivan would call it, bring that to the table and, and highlight that in your presentation. We all have something, right? That's why you got into real estate in the first place. Mm-hmm. There, there's something that you bring to the table that the average Joe doesn't necessarily have. Absolutely. So out of these five steps in your, in your money matter formula, so to speak, would you say every single step getting to that finish line and getting that you know sign on the dog line kind of conversation would you say every single step is crucial or is there one step in those five that is a deal breaker? Or- well, we, we've just covered the first three. Yeah. Um, they're all important. They're not all like the, the, the fourth step is basically demonstrating your, your expertise and your authority 
in the eyes of your prospective investor. So you touched on a really cool point a second ago there, Adrian. You got started with raising capital after you were featured on a podcast. That, that kind of kickstarted you. So anytime you can do something like this and be interviewed on a podcast, and nowadays it's even it's much easier than it was when you first got started, my friend, because there's, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. So just bring some sort of a unique thing to, to the podcast. Uh, make sure you do that because that's going to, that's just going to automatically elevate you as an authority. If you had a chance to speak at your local real estate investment club, make sure you do that. If you have, if you're, if you're absolutely stage struck and, and you're got stage fright coming out your ears, you can't do that. Volunteer. Just get your face out there. Be part of it. Be active in your local uh, group. Be seen as a go-to person. Does that make sense? So that's number four. And then step number five, I guess this part depends on you actually having an investor or two on board. Because once you got one or two going, and I'm sure you've seen this over and over, it's easier to get more of them through testimonials and referrals, right? Because your investors tend to know other people with money as well. Mm -hmm. So you're doing a good job for them and you proactively, proactively look for it. You can get warm introductions to their friends, their family members, their their sphere. And that's where things start to really snowball. Does that make sense, Adrian? Yeah. So yeah. out of all these steps, they kind of all go in, they, they kind of all go together. Um, you know, steps one, two, and three, these these are the foundational bases. And, and a lot of that helps with step number four, creating that credibility. And then once you're up and going, then that's all about getting the testimonials and referrals. 100%. Yeah, man. Just out of curiosity, do you find most of your clients that come on board and uh, work with your program are novice in nature or more, or is a good split of, you know, experienced investors or novice? Just well, I'd say we, we specialize more on the novice side. Now, if you're talking about novice, they got some experience, but not a ton of experience, right? They're not, a, we, we can't work with absolute beginners. Well, we can, but we, we don't work with absolute beginners because I, I firmly believe that you should have at least one successful deal under your belt before you start raising capital from other people, right? right. You don't need to have a ton, but at least if you got one successful deal going, then you've got some credibility to start raising capital. Um, you know, people that are very experienced with, with real estate and, and raising capital, they're at a level where they're starting, probably starting to do syndications and and bigger deals like that. Uh, that's a little bit beyond, you know, th this is more of a raising capital 101 process to, to help get people started, get them up to their first one to two million raise kind of thing. And then after that, they're ready to start syndicating and, and getting into bigger deals. Out of all the skills you possess, and obviously there's a ton of them, right? From the marketing to your strategies to your formulas, you know, to, to, so be in, to be in damn good looking and modest. To be damn that? good looking and modest, and uh, <laughs> but, uh, what skill would you say that you focused on in in your career to bring you to this level of success on a personal level? Yeah, that's that's really. Interesting question, Adrian. You know what? I think, hmm, I think it is being very comfortable doing stuff like this. Like I really enjoy interviewing smart guys like you. I really enjoy being interviewed by smart guys like you. And I don't know about you, Adrian, but I found that you know back in the day when I first started doing public speaking and all this kind of stuff, it was a lot about 
Toastmasters and techniques and, and all this kind of trying to be a, a super slick presenter. The older I get, the more I realize it's about being your genuine self. So there shouldn't be a stage version of Dave and a private version of Dave. That what you sees is what you get. So I, I think that has helped a lot over the years is just being comfortable being yourself in front of other people. Perfect. Couldn't agree more. The level of your level of comfort, obviously, you know, exudes yourself on this podcast. And I'm sure I've actually been on some of your training programs virtually during COVID. And um, yeah, you, you make it sound very, and like you said, if you, if you believe in the system and you follow the steps, you know, it ain't brain science, um, but yet there's a strategy behind it. And yeah. if you if if you believe and you're comfortable and you follow that, I think comfort does play a big thing, and it also shows not only are you comfortable, but I think your comfort also speaks to your level of um, knowledge. If you're if you're sitting there talking to somebody to try and raise capital or to JV with you, and um, your knowledge, like part of my French, but it's all bullshit, and you're trying to run with the bullshit, it becomes pretty obvious, and not only how you're delivering that and then yeah. the audience capturing that it's kind of like nah. but obviously a professional like yourself i mean it's very cool calm relaxed because you're talking facts and and knowledge and years years of experience which well, that, that brings up a really good point adrian and, and that's something i want your audience members to understand as well is to start raising capital you don't need to have a ton of experience. And here's why this is really important. You need to have some experience. But even, like I said, even just one successful deal is enough to get rolling. And here's why you can feel comfortable and confident even with just one deal. Mm -hmm. And the stat I heard from our our mutual acquaintance, uh, Peter Kinch, back in the day, remember Peter and his book, Real Estate Action Plan, yeah, was yeah. that he was talking with some of the big wigs out of CMHC or Genworth or somebody, and they told him that statistically speaking, ninety-five percent of the population, ninety-five percent of the general population, has never purchased an investment property. Okay, their own house does not count as an investment property. I'm talking right. about yeah. like you do, like I do, revenue properties, yeah. like your followers. Yeah. So here's here's what I take out of that. If you've got one successful deal under your belt, you're already way ahead, knowledge-wise, experience-wise, life-wise, from 95% of the people you know outside of your real estate investment club, right? We're not talking about that. Right, yeah. Out of of the people that you're going to be targeting as your prospective investors, 95% of them don't have the experience you do. So that's why you can step into that sphere of being an expert in the eyes of those folks because you are right so you got to own that feel a little bit of that mojo feel proud of what you've accomplished even if it's one or two or three deals that's awesome that's one or two or three deals more than the vast majority of people that uh, that you know i didn't know that 95 percent. i didn't know that's well you've heard this you've heard about statistics right yeah no <laughs> lies yeah. lies and, and, and statistics but that that was the that's the number that i've heard and it kind of makes sense, right? It's it it takes a it's a rare breed of person 
that dives into this into this business of real estate investing and, and really runs with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now we're surrounded by it all the time, so we think it's normal, but it's not. Amazing. Yeah. Man. So, Dave, you're also an author. You've written several books um, in business throughout your career, and no, and, and and so on. No sweat real estate investing. Yeah. Tell us about that. How long ago was that? And oh, tell man. us about that book. That's five or You're six. You're looking years over ago. like you you got it sitting on your desk there or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No sweat real estate investing. That was a book I wrote years ago specifically for raising capital. Because here's here's the whole goal. It's it's to give people a copy of the book and it's a business card on steroids, right? Because right. If, you give, if you give people a business card, it's like, even if it's a nice one, it's like, okay, nice card. Yeah. But you give them a copy of your book, it's like, holy crap, you got a book. This it's, guy's it's, a genius. He's, he's written a book. Well, it's the, it's the ultimate authority builder. That's where, where the word authority comes from as an author, right? He or she wrote the book on it. So whether they read the book or not, and quite frankly, the majority of people don't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because they don't typically throw them away. So you got this thing sitting on the bookshelf. You're automatically associated as being a, an expert in their minds. And it just it, it just goes so far for paving the way. So kind of like what you do with the podcast, same idea with a book. This is a, it's a, it's a great authority builder. That's for sure. So that's why, you know, I'm not, particularly thrilled about writing books, but I've, I've written, I've authored quite a few of them at this point, And I just find that they are one of the best ways, uh, one of the biggest shortcuts to getting people's attention. That's for sure. Yeah. I think like you say, that credibility uh, mindset that you're trying to gain with the audience already, here's my book. I wrote a book or here's my, here's my plethora. I wrote five books in my career. Jingle. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it goes a long way. So that's what we actually, this is kind of one of our VIP services. You notice it's not my smiling face on the book here. We actually, we actually do these books now as, as co-author projects with our VIP clients to give them uh, their own personalized version of the book and, and that automatically uh, automatic authority as well. Cool. It's a marketing tool. And, and yes, for sure. So we're coming to the end, Dave, of our podcast here. And um, the lightning round, we ask everybody these three quick questions, just kind of a, a finisher offer kind of thing. Um, sure, hit me with them. Dave, tell us, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? What's your why? Well, I am a diehard individualist, I guess you could say, Adrian. It's, it's, it's all about personal freedom. So I realized a long time ago, I ain't no good working for the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to I got to be me. I got to do my thing. So it's it's a matter of being able to to work from where I want to a certain degree when I want, how I want, with whom I want. That's that's a big thing. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I mentioned off camera that I just got back uh, into the country. I actually had to take an emergency trip out of the country and and help my aging uncle who's been living in in Mexico of all places for the last 27 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's in pretty rough shape physically. So had to drop everything and just spent two weeks down there trying to help him organize his affairs. Now he's, he's doing better and hopefully he'll be around for a lot of, a lot longer, but you never know. So Mm -hmm. with a typical job, there's, there's no way I could really 
do that kind of thing. But thanks to to what I do, I'm able to drop things at, at the drop of the hat and and do that kind of thing and and manage quite nicely from afar. So that's one of the things I love about it. Absolutely, and I can I, I echo that. I actually did a, a video there last week or something, a reel on Instagram. How do you measure success? Hmm. And people ask me, you know, what's your what's your definition of success, and why do you do what you do? And exactly what you said, Dave. Success for me is freedom to do what you want, when you want, how you want, and have the money, regardless, coming in to give you that freedom. So for me, like you said, success. Is freedom. Exactly. Whatever, whatever your definition of freedom is. And it's different for everybody, right? It doesn't, it's not all about having the, the money raining down and the Lambos and the hot babes and all the BS you see on TV. Yeah. It's about having the freedom of choice, right? Really, that's, that's what it's about. Absolutely. You're very successful now, Dave. And we say that relative to the, how the world views success. But do you think there's still more to life for Dave. And when you picture more to life for Dave, what do you see? There's always more to life, Adrian, for sure. So, I mean, myself personally, it's getting to the point where it's now it's, I got to start seriously looking at expanding how I can be helping other people that not, not just in the real estate space, but in general. So, you know, when, you, when it's just all about me, 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 your life is very, very small. The more you expand that, the more that you include, include other people, just the wider the whole experience is. So I've, I've taken a crack at doing some volunteer work over the years and a little bit of stuff in Nicaragua and a, a few different things like that. I haven't done much of it lately, and I can use the pandemic as a bullshit excuse, but it's it's not. It's it's a matter of, okay, now it's time to start giving back in, in a, in a way that's meaningful for me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Dave, if you could give one piece of advice Hmm. to anybody out there in this world, one piece of advice, what would that be? Go for it. That would be my piece of advice. You know, myself included, a lot of us, we just kind of hold ourselves back and we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of success. We're afraid of what other people might think about us. We're afraid of what other people might say about us. We're afraid these days of what people might comment about us on social media and all this crap, uh, all this noise that's going on in the world. You know what? Life's short. You know, I just experienced, you know, spending this time with my uncle who's nearing the end of his life really brought it, brought it home for me. You got to quit waiting around and just hit it. Go for it. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I I, uh, I think that was the best thing we've said in the last 42 minutes. Just go <laughs> for it. Because you're so right, Dave. You're so right. I mean, I've, I've talked to so many clients, so many, whether they want a JD or whether they just want to buy real estate or just invest. And there's always the tire kickers and there's always the guys who the, the analysis paralysis and what if this and what if that and what if it goes and if the market goes here and what if that. Like we can make excuses to the, you know, coming out of our yin yang, sort of speak, but go for it, go for it. Like, look at me. I was, I had a great career, you know, decent money, pension benefits, the whole nine yards. Most people thought you're leaving. Like most people would die to have what you have in that capacity with employment. But I left all that 
And, and I, as you said, I went for it and I never looked back and, you know, it worked out for me. There's been some, you know, stuff going along the way, obviously not everything's roses, but 1 million percent go for it. Yeah. And if anybody takes anything from this episode, that is outstanding. Go for it. Awesome, my friend. Dave, thanks for joining us today. I had a lot of fun. And um, how do people get a hold of you? They want to get to talk to you. They want to enroll in your program and, and really start to make a difference in JVs. How do they get a hold of you? No, thanks, Adrian. The, the best place to go is my website, which is moneypartnerformula.com, moneypartnerformula.com. Poke around there. You can book a call with me if you'd like to discuss working together. Uh, personally, you can uh, attend one of our upcoming virtual workshops. We do those about once a month. And uh, that's where we spend a solid eight hours taking a deep dive into this whole thing. Uh, you can get a complimentary copy of Money Partner Formula, the book. I'll trade it to you for your name and email address. All of that is at moneypartnerformula.com. And Dave, those, uh, Dave mentioned those uh, once a month webinars that he puts on. So for everybody out there, I, I actually, um, signed up for one of those and i was on it uh for for the duration of the the presentation and you know i i can't compliment the, that enough if you're starting out and or even if you're not starting out you know you will take something away from that webinar 100 percent, and build on that and then you know ultimately if they want to deep dive further into getting into business with you or or signing up for your courses and whatnot but 100 percent that webinar, you know, just to break the ice, definitely, definitely worthwhile for sure. I appreciate that. Thanks, Adrian. Yeah. So anybody want to get a hold of me? Obviously, we're all over social media. Um, email me, executiveproperties at rogers.com. Pick my brain about anything you want. Um, we're all over social media as well. Our website is www.investwithepc.com. Dave, pleasure having you. Awesome, awesome advice and knowledge there. And I, I, I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the day and um, look forward to chatting soon. Take care. Thanks a lot, Adrian. Cheers. Cheers.